Guess what episode this is? Fourteen. Seven. Six. All right. You went, oh, we went over though. I so it's like over. Price is Right. Yeah. Price is Right. <laughs> so welcome to episode six of Chimp Chat and Chill. This is a podcast all about movies and filmmaking from the perspective of filmmakers and special guests who are also filmmakers. So um, if you had a really cool accent, it would be Shim Chat and Chill. That's a shitty accent. <laughs> shitty, shitty, bang, bang. Um, so, yeah, it's Crown Chimp Films podcast. I'm actually the only official Crown Chimp crew member here. Although Mike Clark is a go-to sound guy for us, so he's like an honorary chimp, really. Did you know that, Mike? As long as I'm involved with finding out the mystery of the banana runts, I'm, I'm, you can call me whatever. That's going back to episode maybe three or four. I don't remember. How did that come about? Oh, we used to rank movies. Let's do it this time. We used to rank films on a banana run scale. It, it started out as 10 bananas, and then it somehow ended up banana runs. They um, are the best flavor. They are the best flavor. Um, so <laughs> we have a couple of very special guests today. Um, I got John Proudstar. <whistles> um, he actually was here last time. So he's not that special. Thanks for making me feel so welcome. <laughs> John is a director and actor and writer and also a comic book writer and artist. So uh, what's going on lately with the comic book? Uh, well, we just signed a publishing agreement. So we're in the throes of doing the first issue for the Indigenous Comic Con that will be in uh, Albuquerque this November. Oh. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. And what's the title of your comic? Tribal Force. Where can people find out about it? Uh, just go to Facebook and find me or Tribal Force. It is the first all-native superhero comic book in the history of the United States. What about Casper the Ghost? No, he's not native. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Casper's super white. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a ghost. So you don't know actually what he was when he was in his yeah. flesh. He's super white and he's probably Cherokee. Or... <laughs> Well, he's totally a dead child. It's creepy. So that goes along with our theme, which is going to be a horror theme for Halloween in October. And speaking of which, we have a horror film director here, too. Who? You! Oh, sweet. So Tom Jacobson is here. He's a director, cinematographer um, with Five Second Films, which is a big... Um, what? How do you describe five-second films? You make five, you've made five-second films that got really hugely popular on YouTube over a period of time, and eventually you guys ended up making a feature film. You just did a fantastic job. Of this. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. Hired. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, for about five and a half years, we released a new five-second film every Monday through Friday, uh, which equals out to about 1,400 films, I think. We never missed a single day. Um, yeah, and then we were like, we don't want to keep doing this because it's maddening. Um, but we want to make a movie, so let's make a movie. And we did that, based on one of our five-second films. Which film was that? Uh, Dubro Party Massacre 3. Okay. Yeah. So there's a five-second film, and then we did a joke trailer a couple years later. And all the comments are like, oh my god, I would watch this as a movie, I would watch this as a movie. And, uh, you know, we thought it would be a good idea. Awesome. Give the fans what they want. And you did uh, fundraise. You did like crowd fundraising. Yeah, we did a Kickstarter. Did Kickstarter yeah. raise money? Um, how can people see it? Um, you can go to Pirate Bay, 
Okay. <laughs> uh, no, um, it's on iTunes right now, or you can buy it straight from our website. You can either get it on DVD, Blu-ray, uh, VHS if you would like. We have VHS nice. copies. If you want, pay me some money and I'll customize you a cover. Cool. Yeah. Um, those are the covers where you grab like an 80s film or something. Yeah, where just, you can we would just it. grab any kind of VHS tape and then cover, like paint over Harrison Ford's face and like make him look like he was decapitated. <laughs> um, that was a lot of fun to do. Those were like Kickstarter prizes that we sent out. Super cool. Yeah. So you can find out more at 5secondfilms.com. That's the number five. Don't okay. type five. Like no, we, have, we own both. Oh, okay. You can. We own both, yeah. Same, um, same with Dubro. If you go to Dubro Party Massacre, we own the three. word three. We own three. And then we also own I, 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 I think. <laughs> okay. And I'll redirect you to the same damn website. Yeah, I should know that. I work yeah. in that kind of industry. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know. So it's a good thing you cleared that up. Um... Yeah, cool. Uh, I'm Sonia Campbell. I'm an associate producer, writer, and occasional makeup artist at Crown Chimp. I'm the moderator of this podcast. I feel like I was going to ask Tom another question, and I forgot what it was. That's all right. <laughs> I'm going to tell you I'm a little uncomfortable being around somebody who gets shit done. <laughs> it took a while to get some shit done. I'll say what. Oh, is the movie still being shown anywhere in theaters? It is, actually. Um, October 21st through the 28th, it'll be at the Cinema Village in uh, New York. Cool. New York City. So, um, oh, nice. It's going to be shown there every single night at 11 Excellent. And the first weekend, myself, um, some of the other filmmakers in it will be there to get drunk and make asses Perfect. of ourselves. Have you shown it in New York before? Uh, no, so this will be oh, the New York great. premiere. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, and also, what is it about? Like, if you tell people, like, a um, It is a slasher comedy um, set in the 80s, uh, shot on red camera, but then downgraded to VHS. Um <laughs> So yeah, we just tried to flip the slasher genre on its head, so instead of women being objectified by a male killer, it's men being objectified by a female killer. <laughs> um, kind of. Not so much objectification going on there. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I've seen it. I love that throwback. Um, I was going to ask you, how in the world did Larry King end up in it? <laughs> uh, so yeah, Larry King. We killed Larry King in it. He's been in like 30 movies or something like that, and he's only died in one, and that's ours. Oh, cool. Um... We were on his show, he has a Hulu show called Larry King Now or something like mm. that, and uh, Five Second Films was on there, and he, it was like right after the Kickstarter had ended, and he was like, what is this, Still Bro Potty Massacre 3, <laughs> what, what is this movie, tell me about it, so we told him about it, and like, he's like, I've been in 33 films, I've never died, I would love to die in a movie, and we're like, we'll kill you. And then, so about like six months later, we showed up to his office with a camera, he has, he has a green screen there, so we just shot it there. He does one take. He did one take for us for the close-up and one take for the wide, and that was it. We shot with him for a total of probably eight minutes. Yeah. um, And paid him minimum wage, so he probably got a check from Dude Bro (laughs) for about six cents, maybe? (laughs) I don't know what minimum wage would be. I think it was $8 an hour. Right. So he probably made like a buck from us, I think. I hope he didn't even cash it. I hope he just threw it out. (laughs) He just framed it, put it on his wall. The one time I died in a movie. Yeah. That's so, yeah. awesome. And also, I think I think it's still his top IMDb hit because it's like the last wow. movie he was oh, in. Wow. So That's it's like hilarious. still the number one movie on the top of his IMDb, which is great, especially since it says his name is Coach Hansey. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, so we're going to talk about horror films. Um, this is a yeah. horror theme. Woo-hoo! And uh, I want to start out with just some general questions. 
Shouldn't, cool. shouldn't it be more like instead of woohoo, it should be like woohoo? Totally. Mm. Yes. This is why Mike is here. I'll try that next time, Mike. Okay, Although, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk, <laughs> I might just point to you and tell you to do it. <laughs> yeah. Do the Casper noise. Do the Native American Casper noise, please. <laughs> um, oh, let's go on to the podcast now. <laughs> um, so this is a really broad question, and it doesn't have to be a horror film. I'm going to start with John. Just off the top of your head, what is the scariest movie of all time? Poltergeist. Poltergeist scared the holy shit out of me. Really? I saw it alone. I saw it at a friend's house. I was visiting him in California, and he lived in a neighborhood just like the neighborhood in Poltergeist. They were developing Cookie cutter suburban? Yeah. They built on Indian burial grounds. <laughs> <laughs> built on Indian burial grounds. You know, and then being native and seeing all that shit, I'm just like, get the hell out of the house. Get the hell out of the house. Oh, get the, and then, you know, of course, white people are like, oh, what is this? Well, this is curious. Well, a chair moves on its own. That's very kooky. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about the original, correct? Of course. Yes. Yes, and then of course with Will Sampson, who's in it, who's mm-hmm. like one of my acting heroes. Uh, it just terrified me, the simplicity of it in the beginning, you know, in the build-up. It was just like, oh my god, why are you guys still there? Do you believe in the curse of the Poltergeist films? Uh, no. No? No. Do you believe in curses at all? No. Okay. Just wondering. <laughs> yeah, that that like. But if you look at my dating life, you would think you should. Oh, hey, hey, who has now. a rim shot noise? Anybody? I got one. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, so yeah, Tom, same question. What would you say is like just just right away the scariest movie? Probably Exorcist. Yeah, that's yeah. it for me too. I think so. Just it's like the one that really even still terrifies me. Even knowing how movies are made, mm-hmm. it still gets me like. And I mean, freaking's just for sure. He's freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say Exorcist. Part that is one. Scariest. It's just like it, I feel like there's just a little bit of a possibility about demon things and satanic things. Just a little bit, yeah. like in the back of my mind. Even even if that's really stupid, I don't care. I, there's just a little bit of, of my reptilian brain that's like, could be, devil could be real. You don't know. I mean, it's just easier to believe in than other things. <laughs> yeah, can't prove he's not. Yeah, prove it right now. You can't. Um, but Exorcist would definitely be the scariest movie to me too. Yeah. My dad, when I was ten, it was going to be on late at night that night, and we were living in Germany. I think they would just show like totally un. On uh, censored films, yeah. <laughs> um, and because uh, I saw it was coming on, I'm like, I'm gonna watch this. My dad's like, no, and I, I think that night he had to work like overnight for some reason, and uh, he's like, do not watch this movie. <laughs> and of course, I was like, I'm definitely gonna watch it now, and I didn't sleep all night. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Those are things you just shouldn't be watching. Yeah. Ten. Or even 20. I think, was, I think I was probably about 10, 10 or 11 when I saw it the first time. And it's like super shocking too because, you know, when you're at that age, like I did grow up in a family that was more like Christian, went to church sometimes, you know, my mom watched no. 700 Club. And then it's like, here's a cross going up this young girl's vagina. Oh, that's like beyond and above anything I could ever well, that, And shot it in a house in a very, you know, simple setting. And, you know, you look at your own place and you're like, it could Oh, yeah. It made everything just like, yeah. What about you, Mike? 
Uh, feel free to chuckle and laugh, but yeah. um, the one movie that I think well scared me the most when I was young, and I haven't even seen it because the trailers alone scared me, um, <laughs> was uh, Gremlins. <laughs> you haven't seen Gremlins? Chuckle, I, chuckle, laugh. Chuckle and laugh. Uh, I mean, I don't know. For me, for me, it, you know, when I, I don't believe in ghosts, so that doesn't freak me out. And then as far as possessed people, I like the idea that, okay, you're possessed. Well, then it's your strength versus me, and I'm stronger than you. So I don't worry about, like, being... What if it's Vin Diesel? Yeah, or The Rock. I'm, I'm still not worried, and I've got the common sense to run away if I, you know, know something's wrong. So my rationality, you know, makes it so that I'm not Dude, really that susceptible to it. I but. have two words for you. Phoebe Cates. She's in that movie. She's in Gremlins, yeah. Oh. Well, I don't, I, all I can say is that movie, I mean, I haven't seen it. I, I was going to watch it again recently, but I never got around to it. Just this is the weirdest answer I've ever I would recommend it. It's great. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it. it's a Spielberg film, yeah. too, yeah, which blows it. my mind. I don't know. It's just, I was growing up, there was a trailer that they had for the movie that was that was running through TV, and what it was is this, you see this big red, like, chair, this, like, Victorian leather red chair, and the camera's getting closer to it, and the chair's facing away from you, and the camera's getting closer and closer and closer and closer, and then finally, the chair spins around, and it's, like, apparently one of, like, the evil ones, or something sitting in there, and he laughs, and I shit you not, that sent me running to see my mom, you know, when when that commercial came out, and because of that, and the other commercials at the time, never saw it, and I would rank it as the scariest thing I've What's seen. What's the... All right, wow, that's, that's pretty good. Are you also scared of chihuahuas? No. Okay. But, but I would say the smaller things kind of freak me out, like viruses, like movies that freak me out, I would say would be like... Things dealing with like viruses oh, yeah. and stuff like that, sure, stuff that you yeah. can't see or fight. What about critters? That was I never actually saw, it, but that, they're kind of like, like gremlins, gremlins, right? They're, they're the round little, little balls. Yeah, and they, they, they can make like one big ball. Big ball, yeah. I saw something yeah. on Facebook space. about that recently, but yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I can't say that it freaks me out. Just the the little dudes. I've seen clips and stuff that like they're hiding like in Christmas trees. Right now, trees. you're getting <laughs> post traumatic gremlin. Gremlins is just super cute, and it's a really great Christmas movie, too. Yeah, there's a good message behind it, and on a side... Don't eat after midnight. Phoebe Cates kissed me right here. Oh, he's never washed his cheek right there. That's why it's a lot darker than... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll, I'll consider watching it this this Christmas, then. I figure the (laughs) graphics will be horrible enough that I won't get freaked out. Well, they're not graphics, it's all perfect. Oh, yeah, right, to me, uh, yeah. So it still looks fantastic. It does. Yeah, so... Joe Dante, that man's a fucking genius. Right. Yeah. Um, so... The next... I was just kidding on this earlier. You don't believe in anything at all supernatural that can exist. Well, being native, you're raised in all that, so to mm-hmm. us, it's not... It's not supernatural, it's just it's how it is. It's supernatural, it's just the way that it is, so we don't look at it as spooky or otherworldly. It's just always been there with us. And then it wasn't until I was immersed into the white world, and I saw people <laughs> responded to it, and I was like, why do you treat it like that? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then, you know, I partially became a little scared, but then when you go back home, you're kind of like, oh, that's silly. There's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, is there any themes, like, just in general, like, whether it's in a film or in real life that really just would do scare the shit out of you? Like, oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a closet prepper. What? So, oh, are I'm, you? Yeah. So, doomsday prepper. So doomsday. <laughs> I've amassed just an unusual amount of supplies and weapons. <laughs> And things like that. I'm sure FBI is going to come to my house in the next couple of weeks. Well, yeah, you you kind of like are really interested in conspiracies and, and like yeah. things. So like, like November eighth, you're probably going to have your bug out bag ready to go, just ready to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I I'm really because I've seen what's happening in the other countries and uh, Scout Tim Truman, uh, uh, the author of that book, we were talking about that earlier. Uh, he predicted all kinds of things, the food riots and. Um, you know, civil unrest, and at the time in the '90s, it seemed so sci-fi, so Escape from New York, and now we are living in it. We are living in it. They're like in Venezuela; they just raided a truck of chicken <laughs> people, just normal people, not like chicken normal. people. Yes, chicken people, <laughs> like the end of Freaks. Yikes! <laughs> just normal citizens raided a, a truck. Because mm -hmm. they're so hungry, they're, they're you know, so that can definitely happen here anyway. I should stop mm. talking about it. <laughs> yeah. All right, what about you, Tom? Anything like in real life that you think is like um, super scary? I mean, I always walk into like a movie theater or like a restaurant knowing exactly where the exit is or where I would go in case of a zombie outbreak. <laughs> so it's like, all right, they're gonna come from that direction, I'm going that, I'm going to that exit. All right, I got this mapped out, it's good. Old lady down on the floor. <laughs> yeah, just. Just gotta be faster than the slowest person, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, zombies. Zombies <laughs> freak me out. Um, well, yeah, I guess it's a possibility. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer made his own zombies. But yeah, it's, just, like, it's technically just a certain. It's like, just not dead, but you're dead. Twenty-eight days later, freaked me the hell out <laughs> just because it was like they're not undead; they're just infected with some rage shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, it could totally happen with like roids. Yeah. That'd be a good movie. Roids. Zombie roids. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Well, I mean, bunch of oily ass <laughs> zombies. <laughs> All right. Oh god, that sounds awful. Sheen, you already know where I stand on um, supernatural stuff. As far as what freaks me out in real life, I guess would be uh, like I was saying, um, biological stuff uh, that you can't see or fight against. You know, it's something, something that's uh, happening outside of your control. So, I mean. I don't know. Uh, that's really the only thing that's freaking out me. I mean, my friends have uh, pulled a scare tactics on me in the past. Uh, Will was there, and uh, you know they drove me out to the desert, and they're like they want they were acting like they wanted to show me something, and one by one they started disappearing into the bushes, <laughs> and, and, and you know it's pitch black night, and at the end of it, you know five minutes later I'm standing there by myself and. I was just like getting really bored because I don't know if they knew that I could see them hiding behind the bushes. <laughs> but uh, you know, I was just like calm, and then, then they came. I was like, "How how are you so calm?" Like, you guys are like the worst hiders. <laughs> yeah. it, it basically turned out to be something like that. So I mean, First you know, it's noon. <laughs> I guess I guess I just come at it. I try and come at it from a rational standpoint, and because of my work in the film industry, seeing seeing creature effects and stuff like that, mm -hmm. yeah, I uh, you know, it's it's not really something that I'm gonna believe in and freak out. But viruses and shit like that, oh yeah, that yeah. can that can yeah. 
that can freak me out very easily. Oh, I am xenophobic as well. What is that? Like, mostly aliens. Oh, yeah, yeah, Just yeah. don't trust Illegal them. aliens? <laughs> no. Well, if they're coming from out of this planet, yeah, they're illegal. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, all you Dude. guys are illegal to me. <laughs> <laughs> Communion, man. <laughs> Communion is fucking scary. It's a yes. scary-ass book, and oh, it's in fire in the sky. In Forget it. It could happen. Yeah. For me, like Ouija boards scare me the most. I don't trust those. (laughs) Yeah, Milton Bradley really has it out for you. (laughs) It's not Milton Bradley. It's Bob Parker Brothers. Oh, okay. There you. (laughs) I don't care if you draw a picture of a Ouija board right now and use like your ring as an oracle. I'm gonna go away. Yeah. Because I had a weirdo experience when I was a kid. No idea if it's true or not. You know, but it it was enough to scare me to where. It just stuck with me. So, like, even, like, movies that look bad that have Ouija boards in it, I'll be scared. I yeah. won't even watch it. My yeah. roommate uh, edited the trailers for the new Ouija oh, movie yeah. coming out. Yeah. yeah, no way. When the Ouija scene came up in Paranormal Activity, it was, like, <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. It's like, cold sweat. Still have never seen any of those movies. Really? Yeah. So, Paranormal Activity was surprisingly super duper scary, especially if you see it in the theater with, with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I mean, I was really, I really enjoyed it. I really thought it was great, well done, fun, and definitely frightened me and my friends. People were screaming in the theater. Um, I saw the trailers that had people screaming. In yeah, it was legit. Like, people were really doing that. And, I, you know, when you're in an atmosphere, this is what I love about horror movies so much, is. When you're in that atmosphere with a with a group of like a packed theater and everybody yeah. has reactions to it and it's like maybe it's like a mass mentality too, but that's what makes it so fun. I was like one of my early memories of when I remember becoming a horror film fan was seeing a creature feature and everybody screaming and laughing and having fun watching these movies, you know. But before that and I was twelve years old, before that I wouldn't I hated horror films. Oh, yeah, wow. so I didn't even become horrified. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember my parents and my brother going to see the fly. Obviously I'm talking about Jeff Goldblum, I'm not that old. But I was like, No, I did not want to see it. Oh, that movie's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, just, then, yeah. I just rewatched it like three months ago too. It just it's it still great. holds up. Yeah, great makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so I wanted to ask you guys, what is the best horror film that you saw this year, starting with Tom? Oof, this year. Um, 2016? Yeah, that's a hard one. Um, man. I don't know. Um, I really like, I, I mentioned it to you earlier, uh, Baskin. I think, I think that's how you pronounce it, B-A-S-K-I-N. It's on Netflix. Um, like, 75% of the movie, most of the characters are chained to a wall and, like, in this, like... Sacrificial dungeon. Jeez, it sounds this, like Mike's house. And this guy's just, <laughs> uh, and this like kind of strange character is just kind of ranting and like going on and slowly murdering them. But it's like most of the time the actors are just chained in one position. It was terrifying. Sounds like um, last How do you slowly murder someone? You know. You do you want me them. to show you? You marry them. <laughs> oh. I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is so cheesy humor right now. It's like a Dilbert comic strip. <laughs> but like, I would say torture. Let them bleed out. Yeah, yeah. It's like someone get like they're chained up. Someone gets like stabbed in the stomach and like just left to bleed there. Um, I'm gonna write this down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take take yeah, take notes. He's like. And then for my next Amber Heard fantasy. Um, I liked, actually, I liked Southbound. 
Southbound is cool. That anthology horror film. Yeah, I um, love anthology. I really loved how everything was weaved together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I saw. I think I think I saw it this year. I think it came out this year with the third VHS movie, which was yeah. total shit. Oh really? God, it was awful. I didn't see the third one, but was, I love. It was terrible. Films. The first two was awesome. Were great. Um, but man, the third one just had no redeeming qualities. That sucks. I yeah. wonder if it was like different directors or. Yeah, I mean, none of the, I don't think any of the directors came back because okay. like Ty West, who did um, Oh yeah, House of the Devil and The Innkeepers, always did one in the first. I think he did one in the first two. Mm-hmm. He didn't come back. I see. Um, yeah. yeah, his stuff is interesting. I like that sort of seventies weird, a retro look. Yeah, it's real and, subtle. Yeah, he's got a lot of pacing that I really dig. I like. Yeah. you know, horror and comedy are kind of married where right. it's, like, it's all about pacing it's all about timing right um, and I think Ty West has a great handle on scary pacing definitely yeah yeah, uh, yeah it's hard to think about like 2016 um, and then especially if you're like trying to figure out what did I see in the past year it's almost at the year end of the year uh, I do have some films we're going to talk about from 2016 and 2015. Oh, cool. All right. You have a list. Great. Yeah. So let's go through some films from 2016. Did you want to ask John and me our opinions? Well, I don't think that John really has seen that many horror films this past year. Ghostbusters. <laughs> it doesn't count. No, it does because that film was it, fucking scary. <laughs> it is technically a comedy horror film. <laughs> <laughs> it is horrific. Is that right? It was so bad. Yeah, as a um, Ghostbuster fan, I was disappointed as hell. Yeah, yeah. I didn't bother. I'm a huge Ghostbuster. Fan. I thought it was entertaining. They just, like, they just they ruined it on every level. <laughs> He's got Slimer. Could, yeah, that they could ruin it on. Like, it, like you had to do that on purpose. Ah. Yeah. You know, and it's like come that's on. too bad. Yeah, there's a lot of plot holes and like, which you know are okay. There's plot holes in most horror films. Like they're just kind mm-hmm. of just like, oh, forget about that story, forget about that character, don't worry <laughs> about it. Yeah. But this was just they're so glaring. Some of them was just like, oh my yeah. God. And they had the setup to be a good movie. There was moments where you're like, wow, this could have been really good mm-hmm. if they handled it right. But they just did. Yeah, Bridesmaids, Spy, great films. Yeah. Loved them. Mm-hmm. And this is just Paul Feig just kind of shit the bed. I think. Yeah. That's I was. I would put in for my for my bet for this year would be uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. I have that on the list, Ooh. so let's get we're, let's get to that. Totally good. Let's get to that right now. The most horrifying thing I've seen this year is the debates that just happened. That was, <laughs> that was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> that seriously was. Yeah, it, was, it, it is was weird to think that that's where watching. we are. Yeah, we're that in that state. Weird. The rest of the world is looking at us going like, these are the guys we were afraid of? Sure. And it's not like, I mean, I'm not very educated in politics from other countries. It's not like we're alone in having ridiculous bullshit going on politically. But being here, this is the first time I feel embarrassed. We set the tone. We have always set the tone for that. Other countries follow our lead. When it comes to that, that's what they aspire to, to have politics. I don't know. Like we do. If you have monarchy, you know, if you have a military regime. No, but the, the, <laughs> the countries that are going democratic, that's what they yeah. all admit to. They're like, we look to you guys to see how you guys do, and then we bring it here. I don't see how that could be possible that. after 1990 or so, yeah. but okay. But <laughs> so, let's go ahead and talk about 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, so it's got Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who John thinks is a hideous monster. <laughs> I'm just oh, kidding. I, I love her. <laughs> Awesome. He loves her. Uh, John Goodman, who, who stole the damn is show, fucking amazing. Yeah, he stole that movie. Yeah, um, Ten Cloverfield Lane was was like a uh, like a spinoff of Cloverfield, right? Yeah, I like what they did. It wasn't like yeah. a direct sequel. It was like yeah, just in here's, the, here's just another in band. The realm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was really excited to see it once I saw the trailer because the trailer I thought looked mm-hmm. great, and I wasn't disappointed. 
Um, I'll have Mike talk about it now, and then I'll I'm gonna weigh in on it after Mike talks about oh. it. What did you like so much about Ten Cloverfield Lane? Compared to the first, the first Cloverfield, first off, I'll say I like the cinematography. Um, I'm not a fan at all of the whole candid camera, point of, like, first person POV, you know, all <laughs> over the place. That's just, to me, that brings you out of the story more than it does bringing you into the story. Um, I mean, you know, it was just really edgy. Just 100% all the time, John gave off this really, like, just... Constant Un pressure, yeah, yeah, pressure by, yeah. you know, you felt like there was a, a, like a ton of bricks over your shoulder just waiting to just collapse you, and it was all because he just made the environment just so tense. Right, it kind and, of reminded me of like how Kathy Bates yeah. was in Misery, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, kind yeah. Of waiting for the snap. Right. Definitely, yeah, and so, you know, he, um, I mean, the alien, the creatures, you know, I thought that was kind of interesting to, you know, toss them in there and stuff like that, but they really weren't creepy. You know, the, it was the environment inside, yeah, that spoiler, bunker. inside the <laughs> bunker, you know, that was, uh, like, the most tense, the freakiest, right. you know, and her escape, definitely very, very tense and freaky. Um, so, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I'd, I'd classify it more as a thriller, Mm -hmm. rather than a horror, but it definitely has the elements <clears throat> to make it partially horror. Right. You know. It was, you know, thriller, horror, sci-fi. I really enjoyed it all the way until she escaped. And when she started making her escape route and started, like, yeah, doing... MacGyver. Once John Goodman... This is going to have spoilers. I don't care. It's If you didn't see it by now, then... <laughs> it came out in March. Um, once John Goodman started to kind of... Like, remember she threw, like, acid on him? Yeah, yeah. And then they just got really strangely cheesy at that point until the rest of the movie. Yeah. It was almost like they're like, eh, let's just wrap it up. You know? <laughs> and I think there was even a really lame one-liner when she finally, like, defeated him. And I just couldn't stand that. Speak around. Yeah, one of those things. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, nope. But the, but the before that was so good that it didn't ruin it for me. It was just too bad. I would have preferred... Um, I mean, I still thought she should have escaped and that you see the, the clover-filled aliens, mm -hmm. for sure. Because yeah. then you could be like, cool! Like, you know, this was real. What he was doing was real. Yeah. Um, having three-fourths of the movie in the bunker was awesome. But I felt like it didn't need to change tones totally, which I felt like it did. It just, like, completely... His character went into something goofy to me um like he was like a monster who needed to be defeated and i thought yeah. that was silly because it was more psychological up until that point like imagine at the end of misery if kathy bates was suddenly all like dun, 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 you know like all hokey and creepy and crazy and yeah. silly and like completely didn't stay the same character it never she never changed the character you know so mm -hmm. that's the only problem i had i should revisit misery i haven't seen misery? it since i haven't yeah. seen it for a while such a good movie. I remember seeing that in the theater with my brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, so did you see 10 Cloverfield? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't we see it together, maybe? Uh, no. I think I rented it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But good film. Goodman was just in fucking incredible. Man. Uh -huh. He's, He's good in everything. He's he never really is. Good. Yeah. He, He's I mean, great. In 
Um, I saw him in an Al Pacino film. I think this was his first film thing that he did. And I, I just thought to myself, man, that guy's a good actor, but I bet they're not going to give him a lot of roles because, you know, he's, fat dude. he's you know, chubby and or fat, as you say. Hey, uh, and he's then curvy. He, you know, and then he did Roseanne, <laughs> and then after that he did Babe, um, you know, the Babe Ruth story and just... He, he wasn't in Babe, the pig. <laughs> yeah, no, Babe. He got him pretty good with the Coen brothers. Yeah. 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 I liked him in Trumbo recent, more recently. Mm. He was pretty impressive in that. Even though it was a side role, he was very good. I like him in, uh, help me out with this, it's a James Wan movie about, like, uh, revenge. Um, does this sound familiar at all? Is he a mob boss or something like he, that? Yeah. yeah. Where he's got the bald head? Death Wish? Or... Death Sentence yeah, with right. Kevin Bacon. I have no idea. And he's like at his all-time heaviest weight I've ever seen him. Yeah. Like a million pounds. Sure. But um, yeah, he was... I really like that movie a lot, Death Sentence. There's like always like... If you go to like a used video store, there's always like 10 copies of Death oh, Sentence wow. there. I don't know why. <laughs> but that's a good one. All right. So moving on, we're going to talk about um, who saw Lights Out. Uh, I did. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about Lights <laughs> Out. Um, that is a movie about a young girl growing up, um, and she has, like, a weirdo mom, and she starts to question her mom's sanity, but there may or may not be some crazy things going on, a shadow creature. Um, so did you like it? I, I really thought it was well done. I think Fun. the short film is a thousand times better. Mm. Uh, the short film was incredible. Um, and it had some really fantastic aspects, um, but overall, it, was a little, it never scared me. It never, and not even like a jump scare either. Mm-hmm. Like Conjuring, I jumped. I think I jumped like five times in that movie. It was <laughs> freaking terrifying. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the short film was a little better. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I really I watched that for two hours. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I liked there was a little bit of like comedy in there, a little bit. Yeah. Here and well, there. I mean, yeah. The, the, the monster's got the boyfriend over his head and he clicks the car to unlock it so the lights flash right. and he falls to the ground. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. There was fun stuff in there. I like the actors a lot. I like the kid in it. We were oh, talking the kid's about great. Him. He's in um, that Wolfie's Just Fine music video about uh, Friday 13 Part 5 and he <laughs> kills it in that too. That kid's gonna, yeah. he's got he's, a pretty good career in front of him. For sure. Yeah. So he was great. Um... I, I really liked it, but it, like you said, it wasn't that scary. I, yeah. But I don't really get scared at things like um, shadow monsters, shadow women. In particular, women all the time. <laughs> but like, I think I, like going back to something similar, like The Ring. I mean, mm-hmm. she's not a shadow, but it's a similar kind of thing where it's a creepy, eerie, doesn't say anything, moves very slowly, yeah. almost just an outline of something with long black hair. Mm-hmm. So it's similar to The Ring, you know, with that kind of creature. Yeah. Or Mama, same kind of thing where I would just be like, all right, well, it's not that scary, and I have I've seen it before. Yeah. You know, um, The Ring versus The Grudge is coming out, I think. Oh, like this weird. <laughs> yeah, those, those two creepy strange. kid ghosts are going to meet each other. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I want to see maybe The Ring versus The Grudge versus Casper. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be fun. Nice. So, <laughs> did anybody here see Hush? No. Okay, let's skip it. 
Mm, okay. <laughs> Let's talk real quick um, about Train to Busan, even though Tom hasn't seen it. I don't think Mike what? has seen it. Oh my John God. and I saw it. Yeah. Let's talk vaguely about it because these are Tom will see it, but I, I don't want to. I don't want him to know too much about it. I mean, there's zombies, right? I mean, yeah, there's zombies. It's a... characters you care about are gonna die. <laughs> no, characters you wish would die probably do not. None of that was in there. Train to Busan is a, a movie out of South Korea. It's about um, a man <laughs> and his, a train and his estranged daughter and other passengers that become trapped on a speeding train during a zombie outbreak in South Korea. Woo! And romantic hilarity ensues. <laughs> That always happens in North Korea. But I would like to see a North Korean horror film. I think that would be a lot of fun. It's oh. just anything that's shot there is a horror film. Yeah. Pretty much. All well, their that propaganda. One, that one, the monster film, is like being released. The host? No, there's a, like Kim Jong-il kidnapped a director and his wife. <laughs> And had them what? shoot and had them shoot and had the director shoot like a kaiju film, like a Godzilla oh, film. And I think it's being released soon. There's a documentary what? coming out about it. He's a failed filmmaker. Yeah, well, no, he's not. He is the greatest filmmaker ever. <laughs> According to North Korea, he is the yeah. best filmmaker that ever lived. Wow. Uh, you know, I say he's a failed filmmaker. He wanted to be a filmmaker. Yeah. And instead he became ruler of yeah, a country. God. Yeah. God. Stupid. Well, he was in that, um, what is that movie, Trey Parker? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's just a puppet. I'm sure. <laughs> no, they really got him the voice that. <laughs> The, the thing I liked about this particular film was I, I wrote a zombie film, but to write that zombie film, I had to watch every damn zombie movie ever made. And there's a uh, bunch of shit out there. Yeah, mm -hmm. and there's just there's stuff that's great. There's stuff where you're like, oh my god, kill me now. Uh, I just love the freshness of the delivery of, of this genre. They just really added Absolutely. something to it that I just wasn't expecting. And it's just a fresh take, a fresh look. It's It's like... That's the biggest thing yes. I would like to ask the filmmakers. Like, wow, how did you think of this? Right. Because it's so inventive. Mm, right. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I liked the, the, the zombies. I mean, they were traditional, but yeah. they were also different in, in their physicality. Yeah. It's something I have not seen before. Subtly. Not yeah. majorly. Because you no, can no. only change it so much to where you're like, okay, you're trying too hard. It still just needs to be a zombie. Yeah. Um, I thought the makeup was really nice, really well done. Yeah. Not over the top, just enough. And the story had so much heart. Like, I just loved yeah. the story between the father and the daughter. Yeah, the social um, statement was just so neat and, mm -hmm. and genuine, especially for these times. That right. I think we're all living in, and it reflects that. It's got that universal message to carry through. It wasn't yeah. just the only... People from South Korea will get Sure. This. Which sometimes I watch films, um, Asian horror or whatever, and, and sometimes I don't understand certain social messages that are in there because they're so different. There, there's a lot of stuff where it's like the cultural divide there right. really kind of... Right. And yeah. I'm just like, I don't understand what they're upset about in this movie or whatever. Yeah. But um, this one is completely different. Yeah. I totally understood what was going on. It just, it reflects the time that we're in right now. The mm -hmm. most horrific part of the movie, though, was the fact that Fox... Wants to remake it. <laughs> They're going to make an American version. Uh, of course. How could you train not? Train to Boston. <laughs> oh my god. Train to Boston would be crazy. You know, because the old boy remake was just so good. Right. Um, I, it can be done. Yeah. I did think, like, The Ring was oh, well made. Yeah. Or Verbinski. I mean, 
can't go wrong with that guy. So he let's see what job. happens. You yeah. know, every now and then they actually do a good remake. Like I thought that the um, Let the Right One In, Let Me In was a good remake. Uh, it wasn't as good. It was it was never as good, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And what, I like what, Chloe. What's your face, Mertz? What helped this film? Too many names. I can't is, remember three names. Is not knowing the actors who are in there. I didn't know any of them, so it gave it that more of a real sense. You don't to know me. Gong Yu? Oh, yeah, dummy. Yeah, Gong. <laughs> that does help with horror films for some reason. Yeah, it's like so you, if you see anybody that you're like, oh, that guy's from Smallville. I suppose. Yeah. I'd I have a problem with seeing like Brad Pitt in World War Z, you know, it didn't ruin the movie. It's still a good movie. The director ruined the movie. <laughs> was that what it was? <laughs> well, I mean, and also fucking Tearjerker, which was surprising. I never hardly ever see... Say nothing more. Well, no, yeah. I just hardly ever see horror films that actually yeah. get to me emotionally. Yeah. You know, so that one did. No, if it doesn't get to you, you're a fucking armless bastard. <laughs> you're, you're a robot. Yeah, you need to just, I don't know. I watched a great Korean film. It wasn't a horror, but um, I had just seen uh, Swiss Army Man mm-hmm. and was so disappointed by it. We saw it. <laughs> um, and then I watched this other movie about um, a Korean man uh, being stuck on an island, and it was amazing. Oh, yeah? But he's stuck on an island, like... A hundred yards away from the city. Oh my but he god! But he can't swim, and no one can see him or hear him. Oh, but he's stuck on this island, and he kind of re- he reinvents himself there. Like he's this in credit card debt. His woman leaves him. I think he gets fired, and he's gonna kill himself. And he wakes up on this, and it's just like right by the bridge he jumped off of. Whoa. And then the movie just goes, just tears at your heartstrings of him just like trying to survive and like. What is it called? Uh, Cast away on the moon. Oh. Yeah, it's that's really cool. good. I'm just gonna stop trying to write movies. <laughs> it was great. It was that's probably the best movie I've seen all year. Uh, it came out in 2010 though, but yeah. I just recently watched it. Um, so far, that's my favorite movie. Very I've seen nice. All year. Um, so I do want to talk about some other, a couple other 2016 films, um, and then I'll get into 2015. 2015 was actually a pretty good year, I thought, for horror films. Yeah, um, Dubro came out that year. Oh, did it really? Yeah. That's still new. It's yeah. still new. Um, did anyone see Neon Demon? I have not. It's technically a horror film. Is it? Yeah. I mean, right. it was marketed as a horror film. So, like, you know, if you look up 2016 horror films, Neon Demon is there in the list. Interesting. Um, I don't know. It, I guess it. I guess it is. It has a horror sensibility in the same way like a movie like Starry Eyes does. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's just like that underlying kind of weird witchcraft like right. thing going on, sort of. Yeah, I enjoyed Story Eyes. Or like a cult thing. I love being, Story Especially Eyes. being in LA and as a filmmaker. And like, oh, yeah. They're clearly like that Italian dude and it is clearly supposed to be like Dario Argento. Right. I love that. Yeah, I love Story Eyes. So good. Yeah. Um, so Neon Demon is the latest Nicholas Winding Refn film. Did you see it, Mike? Nope. No, and you definitely didn't see it. I saw it at a, a premiere out there. Um, and it's, you know, <laughs> it's a weird, weird movie. It is definitely one of his films. Like, when you're looking at his entire catalog of movies, it fits right in. So there's, like, five-minute-long shots of hallways that yeah. do nothing? Sure. Yeah. Um, I would say, like, even Only God Forgives and Drive are, like, horror films to me. They have horror elements. Um, that scene towards the end of, of Drive where um, Ryan Gosling is wearing like a weird mask and he, it's almost, he almost reminds me of like Mike Myers in that mm-hmm. moment. Just really cool stuff with strobe lights. And, um, but it does get into your brain. It gets into your psyche, hmm. you know. Um, but I just, I, 
I mean, I'm a big fan of his work, so um, I probably won't watch it again for like a year, though, you know, because <laughs> you're just like, you get kind of saturated in the weirdness and artsiness of his films, yeah. and you kind of got to take a break. Uh, I'm with that with Drive, which is one of my favorite movies, too. And Only God Forgives, I've only watched once. I've heard that if you read more about it and like kind of understand it from a different point of view, you will like it. <laughs> that's that's why I want movies. I want to read movies in order to understand them. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, yeah. reading involved. He yeah. should just there should just be a class yeah. if you go to film school of just his films. Oh, I'm, I'm sure we're just a couple years away from that. I think so too. I have friends that went to USC and it's like they have like Brian Singer classes. It's like, what the fuck do you know Brian Singer? Carol Reeves had a course. Yeah? On what? Reeves films. On his films? Yeah. You know what? Okay, let's talk about Keanu Reeves for a second. Even Always. Though this is, okay, good. I mean, so, he had a horror film that came out this year, Knock Knock. I didn't see it. I have not either. It's an Eli Roth film who I know oh, you love. Oh, right. We were talking about Eli Roth earlier. Um, so. Okay, that's a whole other subject, too. Yeah. But, so Keanu Reeves, I was thinking about him. He's in Neon Demon. He All has right. a small part as a hotel manager, and he's really funny, and I'm glad that he cast him as his part, because it's just silly, and it's it's great to see him as just this, like, sloppy, like, idiot guy. Um, but, you know, I was watching this behind-the-scenes stuff from um, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. But it's got faults. Best English accent. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yeah, Keanu. Yeah, Keanu really does almost ruin the film. If yeah. it didn't have so many high points, which are really high points, yeah. I'm talking about the costume, yeah. Gary Oldman, and then Winona Ryder. Come on, man, not not Winona Ryder. You didn't like her. Winona no? and Keanu are the weak points in that film uh, by far. Everybody else is badass. I really enjoyed her. I really, and I'm a huge critic against her in a lot of her shit. <laughs> And I really enjoyed her in that one. I, I like her in Stranger Things, and that's well, it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, I like her in Beetlejuice, too. Old, Oldman's performance is so high up there that anyone else in the film... Right. That's true. That's true. But yeah, Keanu, he, he's on the screen, and you're like, that is a horrible accent attempt. Like, yeah. they went through a lot of grueling, like, serious um, pre-production work. Um, and they did all, they, not auditions, but they did a lot of rehearsals. Francis Ford Coppola yeah. takes his actors out to his property in this like well, beautiful wine country. Footage, right? Um, I don't know, but he, he did a ton of like work and prep with the actors ahead of time, almost like a camp yeah. where they felt like this is over the top, you know, mm -hmm. but it ended up when they went to shoot the film, everything went more smoothly. Yeah. Um, so I mean, Francis Ford Coppola, the, the casting of Gary Oldman is Vlad. Dracula was perfect because he's like, I want an actor to play this, meaning an actor with a capital A, who is Gary Oldman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you watch it and then it's just cringeworthy shit with Keanu. However, if you look across his career now, I super respect him because John Wick really yeah. changed things for me. Yeah. And I realized, like, Wick. this dude is actually a really great action hero. I did his first movie with him. I was in it with him. <laughs> what movie was that? The Night Before. He was right out of Juilliard. <laughs> and him and I talked about the X-Men and Wolverine. He told me he wanted to play Wolverine in the X-Men. We got along really good. And I didn't run into him until five years later at the MTV Music Awards. And he remembered me. He's like, dude. <laughs> I was shocked that he remembered me. I was, you know, nobody in the business. And he sucked me into the MTV Music Awards. So. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's awesome. But um, yeah, I mean, he's been around so long for a reason. And I think just the fact that he can do so much like badass stunt work. Yeah, pretty excited for part two. Yeah. What do you got to say about Mike or um, Keanu, Mike? Well, I was just gonna say that he's been around for such a long time because he's immortal and he ages backwards. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yeah, there's those. What is up with that? Well, would, <laughs> Him and Paul Rudd. Would you compare Keanu to a Marilyn Monroe-esque, where you look at Marilyn and you're like, her acting wasn't the best, but but she had. You can't take your eyes off her yeah. when she's on the camera. No. What would you compare Keanu to? Because to me, it's a little bit of a phenomenon. Um, that's like a, a tough one. Like, nice summer breeze. <laughs> um. <laughs> I would like to ask, like, maybe Francis Ford Coppola. Like, if I could yeah. talk to him, probably the first question I would ask is, why did you cast Keanu Reeves in your film? <laughs> but on that, Coppola had to purchase his own film and shoot a ton of footage to convince investors in the studio they didn't want, they wanted nothing to do with it do you think he mm. was like a star name at the time because I don't remember what he was doing at that time he was like 92 so he would have like been still Bill and Ted really yeah and, that's, that's which a is weird... probably what they needed to see footage of it's just like you want to hire Ted Esquire yeah <laughs> like really and that's exactly the, how the, it looks the dude guy yeah and he's, he's still he's still Ted too. in that yeah but you know he's he's like totally matured, and I, and now I'm oh, like yeah. if, as long as he's in action films, I'll see what he's doing because mm-hmm. I think that he's that good. I remember actually the preview for Knock Knock now, and I was like no. Yeah. But an action movie definitely. Yeah. Because he doesn't have hardly any lines, and he really does the stunts. You know, like he's actually that good at the stunt shit. But um, so did anyone see Crimson Peak? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So Crimson Peak was a Guillermo del Toro film that came out, um, and it's we're going into 2015 films now. Um, it came out last year in October, and it starred Mia Kazakowska. That's hard to say. Yeah, Kawasaki. <laughs> yeah, I can't pronounce her name. Either. Really interesting looking actress, and um, let me think. Uh, who Tom is Hiddleston. It? Tom Hiddleston, um. and then. I don't know who played the his sister. The red-headed lady who's in a oh, lot yeah, of stuff. Oh, yeah, I saw that with you. That's right. Yeah. She's in the Hurt Locker, right? Come on. Yeah. Really well-known actress. Nick would be Claire immediately Dance. blurting out her name right now. Come on, Mike. Mike for the win. What, what, what film again? Sorry. Jessica Chastain. Oh, there it is. Whoa. Um, impressive Jedi. You. Crimson so, Peak was fun. Crimson Peak... Um, we actually talked about this in the very first Romantic, show. gothic, yeah, horror. Yes. Costuming, awesome. Too much CGI. Yeah. Looked beautiful. Goofy ass story setup. I thought. I didn't buy that story whatsoever. Like, really, you have some clay. <laughs> it, like, re- why were they buying it, and why do you still live in this shitty house? Like. All of that was garbage, and I didn't think that the, like, mother ghost looked good at all. No. Like, she was just not real. It was so. pretty fun. I mean, well, it was. It was Doug Jones in that costume, I believe. Well, they showed it. Um, they showed her, like, floating around and everything, and that was all CGI. Yeah. I know, like, Doug Jones was in a costume for a while where it had, like, uh, green points all over the monster's head so they couldn't mm. take it out and put, like, brains in there or whatever. Right. Um, for certain shots, then. Yeah. 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 But I mean, don't you just feel like it was just a lot of, like, a lot, a lot of, uh, 
beautiful scenery and setup and costumes and for nothing. Yeah, it was a big studio film. I didn't even know if it did that well and how popular it was. I I just, I don't know. I could have seen, uh, there just was hardly any story to it to me. I just wanted them to do an H.P. Lovecraft movie. (laughs) Yeah, that would be great. Stop doing Pacific Rim movies. Just do another, just do do Mountains of Madness. I'm sure he would love to do it too. Yeah, well, he's been trying to do Mountains of Madness for years, apparently. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so you and I had both gone to that exhibit. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really interesting. They have a Guillermo del Toro exhibit going on through November, November. I believe, yeah. at um, um, L.A. County Museum of Art. Yeah, yeah LACMA. Over in, like, near La Brea Targets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I checked it out, and it's pretty small, and they have it, like, going through just, like, these hallways, and, you know, you, you have, like, a certain time that you're supposed to show up so that it doesn't get too crowded of the oh, flow. Okay. But it's pretty interesting. Like, there was movies I forgot that he'd done <laughs> when I was walking through. I'm like, oh. But the, it is really, it was really impressive to see a lot of his personal collection. Yeah, like, he had, like, when cameras were first invented, it was a big thing to take photos of the deceased. Mm-hmm. And he had, like, a shoebox full of just, like, dead people photos from the 1800s. I was like, that's, I didn't even know you could collect that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, he had great stuff from different films, from, like, real medical um, yeah, like know. ancient medical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he had like storyboards from Fantasia. It's a really great exhibit. Um, yeah, he's got a lot yeah. of original like Disney stuff. Um, yeah, there's yeah. a ton of things, sculptures, yeah. like things I didn't know he owned. L- Lachman's like, been doing that. Um, last year they had a Tim Burton exhibit, mm-hmm. and then the year before that was a Stanley Kubrick exhibit. Oh, I'd have loved to have gone to that. I heard about that one. The Kubrick one was great because they had uh, his undone Napoleon film. Really? And he had like a card catalog of like cataloging like every single day of Napoleon's life like June 18 whatever like the 30th like this is what we know he did this day because of notes from soldiers and just like journals and stuff like that that other people wrote about Napoleon at that time so he could just like write this movie and be like all right well he needs to be in a meeting what day did he have that meeting I'm going to take a look at this card catalog (laughs) so cool yeah really meticulous Kubrick fan um you know he, he has two horror films that are well. I classify Eyes Wide Shut as a horror film. <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut and Lolita. <laughs> that could be a horror film to someone like John. Um, <laughs> but like The Shining is yeah. a classic. Yeah. It's just like I could have that literally playing in the other room and be scared <laughs> just hearing it. You know. Um, so did anyone? I, I know Tom did. Can you tell us about Deathgasm? Oh, Death Chasm's great. Um, uh, it's New Zealand, I think, right? I didn't watch it yet. Um, I think it's from New Zealand. Cool. Uh, two metalheads find like an ancient, <laughs> ancient script, and they decide to make a metal song out of it. But they awesome. read it and then raise zombies cool. or demons. I, think. I love that um, idea. Yeah, it's great. They like they kill zombies with their guitars, and they have like a weed whacker, and like one dude has like du- dueling chainsaws. And there's fucking zombies up I gotta watch that um you see I see the image all the time of like the dude in his death metal like get up he's all white faced <laughs> with the black bleeding eyes and whatever and he's like sitting next to a girl and they're eating ice cream on a park bench <laughs> um I see it on the internet all the time um it was fun it doesn't it awesome. doesn't take itself seriously at all yeah um it's just over the top gore um, cool it was a lot of fun it's I, on Netflix now yeah I saw it on Netflix I just watched um the sequel to uh Shit, what is it called? 
You saw it too. The Nazi one. Oh, oh Dead uh, Snow 2. Dead Snow 2. I don't, when did that probably come out a couple years ago? I think that was 2013. I really enjoyed it. I love Dead Snow. I remember seeing that in the theater. But yeah, the sequel the was sequel really did, fun. The sequel was even better than the original. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really funny. That shot where the zombie Nazi walks into the church <laughs> and it's the, uh, the dolly zoom, the vertigo uh -huh. shot. I don't think I've ever seen a more perfect use of that shot wow. than that. It's just, yeah, that's what, like, the wood kind of bows around the zombie and, like, you hear creaking. It's like, that's what would happen when evil walks into a church. <laughs> that's um, so cool. It was really awesome. But it's interesting. Like, I was, I was watching, or, um, I, let's go back to what I was actually doing. A friend of mine sent me an email to some of the most successful films <laughs> that were independent and dead snow was one of them in, in the realm of horror films mm -hmm. um recent horror films i should say so you know obviously it was successful because they went on to make a sequel so they had money for that i'm still confused like is it like where is it from is it a foreign yeah it's uh swedish i think it's swedish i believe it's swedish but then the second one is also swedish they yeah. introduced these american characters so it's there's kind a couple of like, american characters yeah i'm just wondering like what the actual partnership i wonder what it it's, is it's like swedish swedish or finnish it's somewhere like in that area it might be norwegian yeah. i'm not sure because um, it's all in english too is it is even the first one in english the second one is all in english yeah yeah so, um, but, but yeah, the first it's one it's is definitely not, not right? it's definitely not a local film but it's, it's, it is interesting that they made the sequel, and there must be some more American involvement. I, There's probably got to be in the yeah, second one. American money. Yeah, for sure. So, pretty cool success story there. Um, I do want to talk about The Witch, um, even though I brought this up in the past. But I don't care, because it's so good. <laughs> uh, I think... Like I'm not really I'm not familiar with Robert Eggers. I think this was like his first big feature. feature. Yeah, he was a production designer, I believe, That's before. Crazy. Um you know, best hair in Hollywood. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I have to look that, that up. It's quaff. It's no. You know, it's like this big. It's wow. just like perfectly look out. battered up. Really? <laughs> uh, that came out. Oh, it was 2016. Yeah, it came out in February, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that movie scared the shit out of me right from the start. Yeah. Well, because it was so puritanical. Father it was just like that's terrifying. Yeah. The acting was ridiculously good from from the little kids to the dad. Yeah. Everybody was awesome in it. But again, with that whole like satanic witchcraft thing, I just that really gets to me. It's yeah. like a weird, deep psychological thing. Yeah. Where can't, prove, like, can't prove witches don't right. exist. <laughs> Did you see it, Mike? It's uh, badass. No, you would no, like I, it. Yeah, it's fun. It's a slow burn. Right. Um, I heard the cinematography was the the best thing about it from some of my friends. From some of your cinematographer friends? <laughs> well, it's, it's really gorgeously shot, yeah. yeah so Definitely. I would say the dad is the best part of that film. His he's, voice. His voice, yeah. I don't even know who that is. Like, is I have no idea. Is it gentleman from Game of Thrones who plays the Red Priest? Is it? Get uh, out of here. I believe, I believe it is him. He was also in Dracula Untold oh. or on whatever. Yeah, blah, Untold. Blah, blah. Um, he was a priest in there, but I believe that is hmm. the... First place I saw him from was oh, because the, the mom is also the mom is also from Game of right. Thrones. She's the, She's the aunt, the Sansa's chick. aunt, yeah, yeah, who gets thrown into the moon door. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty awesome. I'm a big Littlefinger fan, so that that scene made me laugh. Um, <laughs> so anyway, the witch is badass. Uh, I want to move on because we're running out of time. Um, we are still here. Did you see that movie by chance? Um, is that the or, cannibal one? You know what? Fuck that movie. I want to talk about The Invitation instead. <laughs> the Invitation, the invitation is? is on Netflix right now. Oh yeah, that was great. Um, female director. What's I her name? I totally disagree. She did. 
I mean, I called Let's the end. Let's do a Siskel and Ebert on this one. Yeah, I, you guys I mean, I definitely sleep, called right? the end. I thought it was very tense, and then I was just like, all right, I know exactly where this is going to so, go. What's it about? So, okay. We've written scripts. <laughs> I don't have a ton of experience writing scripts, but thinking about the script on paper to me was infuriating because it was so just like ex- just slow excruciating slow i guess there's this like new genre people are talking about called mumblecore which i don't think is a good thing for film yeah isn't, but, that, isn't that like a genre of music <laughs> yeah and now it's apparently a genre of film hmm. so mumblecore it's just like they should these this couple shows up at a party and for like probably a good 30 minutes it's just hi how are you how are you today? How are you doing? Come back to the party. My what are you doing in here? I miss office. you. <laughs> I miss you too. Come back to we the haven't, party. We haven't seen you in years. You kind of just left. What happened? Right. Yeah. For fucking ever. And a weird mix of skill of actor, which I didn't understand. They had that badass from, um, I love that guy from Fargo the and from Zodiac. Yeah. The like big guy that's always like, just as you're good just as like, John you're menacing. Newman. He's great. Yeah. It's like, if there's going to be a killer in the room, it's you. Right. But it's about this couple that go to a dinner party, and um, a couple of them are now in a cult. We didn't really call it a cult, but they're like, you know, basically we've joined this group that we met out in our vacation in wherever it was, like South America or Mexico, was it? Yeah. And then they show them this video, and um, this cult leader is supposed to be so charismatic that they had joined this cult. But he, he's not. It's just some dude. Like, I can't imagine. There's... Most cult leaders are just some dude, though. Like... Not really. They're, they're usually, like, watch, you should, if you want a horror movie, watch this new, it's, um, it's called, like, Holy something. It's on the Diver by Devo? <laughs> by Devo, I mean? Yes. Oh, Devo should cover it. That would be awesome, actually. Let me look it up on my Netflix. But there's, um, I think it's called Holy Hell. This dude collected so many fucking people in his cult. in California? Yes. Yeah, I saw that. Man. Cuckoo. It's awesome. Really fucking weird. But he was a total porn star? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see The Sacrament? I think no. it was called the Sacrament. I think that was Ty West as well. Same guy. Oh yeah, I didn't. Where it was see it. like the Vice goes and interviews that uh, cult leader. Oh. And it happens to be the the day that they. You know what? I did cool see it. Day. I did see it. That was fun. It yeah, was, it was I liked good, it. It was a good excuse to do one of those terrible found footage POV right. films because it was like, oh, this is supposed to be a Vice article. Yeah. Um, which sometimes I think I think it actually only works in horror. Why is it that it only works in horror? Because <laughs> it's scary. Candy cam. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did that. They did Horror that, like, and porn. Um, <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. That's um, true. Well, it would be weird. It would seem really low budget in any other genre. It's voyeuristic. Yeah, like a drama. Yeah. If it was, it would just be like, well, why don't you guys like just spend some money on this? Yeah. You know. But um. Get a steady hand. But going back to the invitation, I just found it very, very not enjoyable. But a lot of my friends did really like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people like you who you like similar, like really good films. Like I like, I like the slow yeah, build, but I hated the slow build. Yeah. I felt like the slow build was a good forty-five minutes, yeah. and like you said, you knew what was going to happen anyway. Yeah, well, was, as soon as you hung that red lantern up, I was like, oh, I know what the last shot of this movie is going to be. Like, I know exactly where you're going to go with this. I think if they had started the movie at that point and went on with that story, right. that would have been good. But anyway, just garbage for me. Um, how about He Never Died is next on my list. Yeah, yeah. Um, you enjoyed that one. Yeah, Dubro was Henry actually Rollins. in a film festival with the directors, with that film. Oh, really? Uh, so I got to meet the director and the producer of cool. it. Henry Rollins was in there, of Jason course. Jason Croswick? Yeah, Croswick? Jason and Zach. Um, 
Very nice guys. Jason's done like six movies or something like that. Really? Um, this is his first kind of big one. All of them have been kind of independent. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Henry Rollins. I'll watch Henry Rollins in freaking anything. John has a friend in this movie he doesn't even know. <laughs> oh, Boo Boo Stewart's in the film. No way. He's oh that young kid who's friends with him in the beginning of the movie. The, um, uh, the guy who sells him the blood? He's real young native kid, probably 18, 19. Can't remember. So he's in the movie. He's That's like his so buddy. Wow. Let me show you a picture. Um, but yeah, he's totally in the movie, and I, I meant to text you or something, and I did. Yeah, we did a film together called Running Deer Short, and became really good friends. And I had told him, I said, you know, there's this character in the X-Men called James Proudstar Warpath, mm-hmm. and you'd be perfect for him. And yeah, yeah, he sold him the blood, I think, from, yes. from the car, yeah. Yeah, and two weeks later, he calls me, he's like, you're not going to believe this. I just got cast in the X-Men. Well, played James Proudstar. Yeah, oh, he's in the right. beginning of X-Men. Yeah, oh, nice. And uh, they wrote a little article in Empire Magazine about him and I working together because in the comic books, James' older brother is named John Proudstar. But I played his father in this last film, so it was this weird kind of... That's fun. Irony. It's, it's cool. Um, John recently posted a picture of him. Um, and Boo Boo Stewart was in the Twilight movies, too. Yeah. Like a werewolf. But um, he posted a photo of him and said, wow, it's amazing how much his like, general physique looks like Bruce Lee. Yeah. And uh, it's too bad they're redoing The Crow with... The, oh. Yeah, Jason... He's, I, don't, I can't see it. It's just weird. Wait, the dude who's playing Aquaman is going to be The Crow? He's yeah. way too buff. Yeah, he's way too buff. He's threatening looking. Like, <laughs> the Crow totally. should be like a skinny dude who you're like, oh, I could take you. And then he like fucking just destroys you. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's way too buff to be The Crow. Boo would be cool. Just because he's got long hair. It's... Right. It's silly, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, why? Oh, that's, that's not, not a good remake. Um, also, did, don't remake it. Just, it just, do, don't just remake do another it. crow, maybe. Yeah. Right. Because, like, didn't they do that with the other ones? It's never, like, the same guy. It's always yeah. just, like, here's it's just another story. It's just another variation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I wish they would just do something like that instead. Like, don't just call it the crow. Yeah, don't remake it. <laughs> um, so, Green Room is one I have not seen yet, but I, I have, mean to. I've heard great things. Um, yeah. from a lot of horror friends and people that aren't horror fans um, that really really enjoyed it that was um, one of Anton Yelchin's last films mm-hmm. it looks so good it's just one of those things that's like slipped by me but I really wanted to see Green Room yeah. I thought maybe you'd seen it um, and then the last movie I want to talk about from 2015 it's not really a horror film but Turbo Kid yeah, Turbo I recently Kid's great. saw they were going to make a sequel yep, got yeah for a sequel yeah I keep hearing about Turbo Kid it's fun. There's some slow moments where it's just like, all right, pacing, please get on with something now. Um, I mean, it's an apocalyptic film where this kid's kind of just dry, like riding his bike around, just looking for things, and there's a lot of time where it's just no talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it's fun, especially once it get, that lasts like 20 minutes. Or, it's just insane. It's batshit crazy. Um, like people getting split in half, and like another guy falls on top of a guy's head. So he's running around with like four yeah. arms and he can't, can't see he's bumping into things. It's, it's just ridiculous. Awesome. Um, I love it. But I love the trailer. It's like, it's the future, 1997. <laughs> um, so I want to do a quick plug. So Alex Cox is a filmmaker. He did, um, he's real known for Sid and Nancy and um, also Man. for Repo Man, which is one of my all-time favorite sci-fi films, yeah. starring Emilio Estevez and Harry Dean. And Harry Dean Stanton. I saw I saw the movie in theaters, and then Harry Dean came out and performed. Uh, he has like a country band. That's cool. Um, it was incredible. I was like, huh, when am I ever going to get to see Harry Dean Stanton perform? Have you ever met Harry Dean Stanton? 
He seems like a guy you would meet. I don't know why. What does he look like? Ah, fuck that. I'm not gonna show take a picture. Pretty in, he's the dad in Pretty in Pink. He's oh, old. He's been in freaking yeah, everything. He's been in everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can put him in anything, I think. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah. He's just like. Isn't perfect. he in Big Love? He's in the Avengers. Is he? He plays a security guard who finds the Hulk. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember so that. You guys like you were butt naked when you fell in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Like, oh my god, that's her. <laughs> so <laughs> random bit role. <laughs> So yeah, Alex Cox is the director of those films and several others. I mean, he's totally like an indie guy, like. Um, but those are cult classics. A lot of there is a lot of you know huge fans of those films. But for whatever reason, he's been filming here in Tucson, and he has a movie coming out. Um, it premieres at least in Tucson in November called Tucson Rashomon. Tombstone. I'm sorry, Tombstone Rashomon. Thanks, Mike. That's another reason you're here. Can I get the Casper voice again? Thank you. So it's called Tombstone Rashomon. There's a website or there's a Facebook page. Alex Cox has his own website if you Google it. And I have no idea <laughs> how good the film will be, but it looks like they had a lot of fun filming out in old Tucson studios, and we have several friends that are in it. Cool. Um, I wonder if it's going to be like Rashomon, where it's like yeah three people telling a story all it, different that's what different it sounded like it. that's what it sounds like he um did a really quick email interview with me and it's basically like it's the idea of of rashomon nice yeah that's one of my favorite of like storytelling devices of like the narrator you can't really trust <laughs> um, that's what he said when frank and i went out there to do the bts that's right. Frank um, was doing a little thing for was it Tucson Film in, Film Office? Film Office, yeah. yeah. So he's coming back next month. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and do a blog on that um, on CrownChimpFilms.com and talk about uh, the film and also have answers to about ten to eleven questions that I had for Alice Cox as a filmmaker. So cool! Look out for that, you twelve people listening to this. <laughs> um, I want to ask one last question and wrap up this podcast. This is a question from one of our listeners. <laughs> I always wanted to say that. Um, no, but it is from a guy named Jack Petty. Hi, Jack. Um, Jack wanted me to ask, what do you guys think is the next big theme in horror? Um, so we've had classical monsters, then haunted locations, Satanism, teen slashers, self-referential deconstruction <laughs> You typed this. Uncomfortable body gross outs like Saw and Human Centipede. Yeah. But he's right. We go through themes. Oh, yeah, definitely. What do you think would be the next big thing in horror? Oh, I don't know. Um, say alien. Some type of alien integration. Or, I think that's... There is a big Hollywood movie coming out with Amy What's-Her-Face um, that looks like another big alien film. But I think uh, social horror. Like economic horror or um, civil unrest. Going back to when they be, live. <laughs> yeah, it will be kind of a big thing. Um, I know, what's his name? Uh, uh, not Peel. Uh, Peel, yeah, Mike, uh, from Key and Peel. I think uh -huh. his next movie is about. Um, oh, that's right, he does horror movies now. He's doing it's going to be a horror film, I think, about him being sold back into slavery. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, that sounds awesome. And just like the horrific treatment of him. I'm not 100% sure on the movie. I know that the studios are having a hell of a time uh, trying to market oh, it. Oh, I, yeah. um, but I think I think like civil issues will be a little bit more common, especially if we get the uh, Oompa Loompa for president. I right. think a lot of horror will come from that. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I guarantee you there's a dude sitting in Burbank 
in LA right now writing a script about like Donald Trump was president and then this is gonna happen <laughs> and this is gonna happen like someone's writing that script right now and they're not get on it totally. they did idiocracy idiocracy yeah. they're showing that at the loft again right now it's yeah. funny that that like is such a you know yeah, it's like it's come full circle back, yeah like Mike who knew Mike Judge would predict the future yeah. Um, but yeah same with you know there's films like that in the 80s but not very popular ones you know, yeah like well, they live they live yeah mm-hmm. I mean that's a great example um, I think we'll see a little bit more of that of just like people not being well, satisfied with where they are and the purge the is kind purge of a little bit like that the purge is going to say like that yeah. yeah that is a good call what do you think Mike um I'm torn between an alien coming cycle back but also at the same time two large monsters I think are I would love kaiju to be uh, a thing. Are, are coming back. I mean, we've, you know, Godzilla's had its remake. It's there's another one on the way. Shin Godzilla. Uh, and then, well, aside from that one, there's also the U.S. one coming back. And then, um, you know, Pacific Rim is also being re, uh, having a sequel. And then, I mean, you know, the, as of recent years, we've seen a lot of larger creatures returning to things. King Kong's um, coming back again. Yeah, King Kong. And oh yeah, I saw so, the trailer. So I, I think that and Aliens, not necessarily along the ideas of like, what was that, the, not the host, but uh, the one where the people are taken over by an organism uh, with... Um, Cocoon, Bike Snatchers. No, it was... War of the Worlds. It was Daniel Craig. Uh, the the uh, Invasion? Yeah, um, not necessarily like that if you're talking about that as far as integration is concerned but I think more along the lines of like a creature a physical creature like straight up got a pro view yeah well not necessarily that I mean you know there are two aliens films coming out uh, the arrival know, well there's the arrival but With also um, Ridley Scott's Prometheus sequel aliens covenant is coming out and then after he releases that uh, Neil Bolenkamp is going to do his aliens right sequel uh, yeah because yeah sequel, sequel. You know, and so I mean, I'm I'm seeing a toss up between as far as Hollywood and cycling and stuff. I think we're going to start seeing either giant monsters, well, predator, or aliens, and then yeah, back. predators. Yeah, so one of one of those two. You know, I mean, Hollywood. Oh, we're cycles. also getting the Golden Age of monsters back. They're going to do another Dracula, That's another right. Frankenstein. They are going back through the Wolf Universal Man. monsters. That's yeah, right. Yeah, the Universal monsters. I mean, Tom Cruise Tom is filming Cruise. the Mummy right now. Mummy. Yes, yeah. I'm I'm cool with that. We'll. See. Be open to see how that show that turns out. Yeah. Um, so resurgence. I don't really know. I don't have no answer. That's a great question, and I don't have an answer. But you guys probably are right on. All right. So cool. I'm gonna end this podcast. Now. Shut it down. <laughs> awesome. Let's everybody make the weirdest noise you can make. Ready? One. <laughs> I'm not gonna make you do that. Just Mike. Go ahead. Yay! Now put your pants back up. Go watch Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Yes! <laughs> we killed 44 and a half people in it. Come on, guys. Including Larry King. Yeah, including Larry King. I die in it. I need a chance.